This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Hi guys, welcome along to this podcast. It's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. I was super excited this week to catch up with the guitarist Al Anderson from The Wailers, of course, the backing band for Bob Marley, who are in town this weekend at the Irish Village. We also went for a spin around Yas Marina Circuit with Paris Norris and Mark Down Mondays didn't disappoint with Monica coming up with some fantastic bargains. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai Eye 103.8 This is Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye So there we are, the reggae rhythms there of Bob Marley and the Whalers. And of course, the great news is the Whalers are coming to the city. November the 19th, a one off show over at the mm-hmm. Irish Village, which is pretty amazing. And joining us on the show right now is Al Anderson, who's going to be playing guitar for the Whalers. Al, um, are you looking forward to coming to Dubai? Most definitely, yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your journey into the Whalers and uh, how it all kind of started for you, Al. Oh God! Came to London about uh, it was about eighteen, nineteen, like this, and was looking for work and wanted to get into a band, start a band, have anything to do with uh, uh, music. I ended up working with uh, Richard Branson first, as I say all the time, at Virgin, and then went from Virgin over to Ireland because there was a Jamaican vibe over at Ireland, and uh, Richard was uh, way far ahead of all the other CEOs, so far as I was concerned. He was always talking about telecommunication, cell phones on your hand, uh, all types of <laughs> space travel, uh, cars, planes, and trains. He was in all that. And Blackwell seemed to be centered on um, the artistry, uh, Jamaica, the culture of uh, Jamaican music. And I don't know what happened. It's just uh, leaving Virgin to go to Ireland. And uh, I worked with uh, John Martin and guys like Chris Woods from Traffic and Stevie Winwood were yep. good friends, Jim Capaldi, all these guys. Yep. And then, you know, Ireland had like an amazing roster, like Free, Roxy Music, uh, Nico Eno. It was just, I don't know, it just was a transition. So I went with a transition. And then uh, Chris said this guy named Bob Motley would be coming to town. And I happened to be at, uh, uh, Paul Kossoff was the lead guitarist of Free. And uh, God bless his soul, he passed. Yeah. But he he's responsible for me being on the Nazi Dread album and basically giving me my start. He played Catcher and Fire, Catcher, Fire and Burning for me. They called him, Island called him, and was sending him a minicab to come to Basin Street Studios to do the Nazi Dread album. And he was, wasn't in a good position to do it. So he I substituted for him. He said that, uh, Chris Blackwell called Paul 
and asked Paul if there was anybody that could substitute for him, and I was at his house at the time, because he said he wouldn't do it. He wasn't in the condition to do it. So they sent me over. I met Bob Marley. Bob really liked what I was doing. You know, we produced a couple mm-hmm. of tracks. Yeah. And everything, everything we did, you know, I went to number one, and he invited me to go live in uh, Jamaica, and that was pretty much uh, the <laughs> what beginning. What a story. So tell me about your Bob Marley. Um, you know, we all know the, the legend of Bob Marley, but not many know what kind of a man he was like and how much talent he had. You obviously worked with him, so just give us a little bit of background on Bob Marley. Uh, I lived with his mother. I lived with his mother in Delaware. I slept on a sofa for about six months and then ended up in Jamaica. And uh, the time I lived with his mother, he was really a mama's boy. Yeah. And uh, he was a workaholic. He just was writing songs 24-7. That was his thing, writing, writing, writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, The band produced pretty much everything. Um, He was the writer. We were the producers. Uh, And he just worked all the time. He sacrificed his life for his friends, his family, and... uh, his political views. So, for me, he really did, it was a big thing for Jamaica. He really opened up the whole world of Rastafarianism, his beliefs, and uh, his music, his cultural music that made uh, him an iconic figure in the music world. Now, tell me about the Whalers. Um, you know, that they were as instrumental, I'm sure, in, in making these songs such massive hits like The Word, No Woman, No Cry, Buffalo Soldier. Just tell me about the lineup of the Whalers and the lineup that we can see here in Dubai. Okay. Um, the first question was Carlton Barrett was the world's greatest reggae drummer, period. Uh, Aston Barrett, his brother, world's greatest bass player. So Bob had the best drummer and the best bass player in the world at that time. And then there was a young prodigy called uh, Earl Wire Lindo, who played organ and piano, yeah. was another genius. Genius. And then Tyrone Downey and uh, the iconic I3s, of course. And then uh, 19, the end of 73, December, early 74, uh, Al Anderson came in, myself, came into the picture and I did my thing for um, seven years then it got a little bit sticky with you know publishers everybody wanted something from him and so when he became more uh, financially stable he had the whole world on his shoulder in Jamaica mm. so he had to get somebody to look after his money and he couldn't do it anymore on his own it was pretty much Chris Blackwell from Ireland the CEO was he was basically a money man and more of a strategist, how to get this group's music internationally, worldwide, would sell comfortably for his palette. So the the group worked. I mean, we just did everything. We toured like here's an we had uh, some really bad management on the negative side, but on the positive side, that things were organized like they never were before. Like we were doing like outrageous tours and. Um, England, like Crystal Palace, uh, live at the Lyceum, yeah. Birmingham, Stratford, where we did uh, Battle and by Bus, and then uh, that amazing show in Milan Arena with 150,000 people. Uh, they booed like uh, Fleetwood Mac off. They booed because, you know, Bob was uh, 
he was really coming into his own. Yeah. They blew a lot of top-name acts off. Frank Zappa, Average White Band, they really got it hard. <laughs> they threw ham sandwiches at them <laughs> until they just Marley, Marley, Marley. And that was what I saw. We just worked all the time. We really just worked all the time. And it was weird. If we weren't on tour, we were in the studio, we were like a tag team. One guy would do one thing, the next guy would fall asleep. It was just 24-7 music with him. Yeah, he was he was a music aholic. He wrote songs constantly. He was always on top of his game. He was in great physical shape, and I just can't see how uh, how he passed. So he was just in amazing shape. You look at the guy, and he, he was just fit as a fiddle, and yeah. all these other things came into view. Yeah. Uh, Wow. We cannot wait for this gig. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. November the 19th. Uh, and if there was one um, reggae song that I should play, uh, what would it be, uh, Al Anderson? What would you say is probably your favorite? One Love. I mean, it's not my favorite, but that's the international feel of the way it was. I think One Love pretty much sums it all up. One Love sums it all up. We're going to play it right now. And uh, once again, Al Anderson, thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to catching up when you arrive in Dubai. Are you going to be there? I'm going to be there for after this interview, man. I'm definitely going to be there. the one and only Bob Marley and uh, the Whalers. You can catch the Whalers this coming Friday night um, over at the Irish Village. It's actually, the gig is actually in the stadium which is just perfect um, for uh, reggae music and, uh, well, Al Anderson, so many stories there, of course, of his uh, days sleeping on the sofa of Bob Marley's mum and um, making great music to this day with the current lineup of the Whalers. It's definitely a gig you don't want to miss. No two ways about that. So there we are, the Whalers in town this Friday. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Monday morning with Mark Lloyd here on Lunch with Lloyd through 2 o'clock. Now, he normally joins us on a Sunday, but we've got him on a Monday today. I'm talking about the guy in Dubai, Paris Norris. How are you, sir? I'm super, Mark. How are you doing? Very, very good. Now, I believe uh, you've been um, tasting a little bit of speed up at the Yas Marina circuit. I have indeed, yes. I uh, went to check out the the track at Yas. Um, the Formula One is coming up in under a month's time. Yeah. And they've, they've changed the track. I don't even know that, but they've they've changed part of, part of the design of the track this year. So I went to basically go and race on it and try out the new uh, the new turn. 
and, uh, and, and, and have a crack at it. So it was a, a lot of fun. Okay, so a, a new design and a new turn. How, how did it handle for you, that, this new turn? Well, I have to say, I probably wasn't going around quite as fast as Lewis <laughs> Hamilton would be doing. Right. So it was quite comfortable. Well, f- first of all, I went around in, a, in an Aston Martin GT4, um, and that was great. That was uh, super fast and uh, really good fun. And they have those drive experiences at Yas, so people can go and take out uh, Aston Martins, Ferraris, even uh, what they call the Formula 3000, which is a, yeah. a, race, a racing car. So I did that first. But the other thing you can also do is you can take your own cars on the track and they have track days where you can you can take your car there and, and people take anything. Uh, one of the guys was there in a Nissan Sunny and then I, I was there in a 4x4. And, okay. and, uh, so, I, so I took my car out there and I tell you what, it wasn't quite as fast, but it was, um, it was still good fun. How did it feel? I mean, what's the, what's the vibe like driving around that circuit in whatever car that you're in? Oh, it's lovely because you see it on TV and it's really quite iconic how the Yas Marina circuit looks. Uh, but when you're on it, you're like, wow, here I am. I, it's like, just like TV. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, you've got the, the branding everywhere, yeah. and, uh, the stands on the outside. And, and you actually start to piece together how the track is because you only see sort of, you see it in fragments when you watch it in TV. You see them do one turn and then you see them do the straight. And it's very difficult to kind of grasp how the track actually looks and feels but when you're on it uh you you you, you pick that up and uh it's, it's big by the way it really takes a while to get round. um so it's uh, a big track that was going to be my next question how long does it take you to do a lap you know whether you're in i don't know your yaris or um, or your uh, your sunny your nissan sunny i mean uh, how long does it take to get around well we weren't breaking any records uh so um uh, I think if you were to go in a, in a decent car at good speed, uh, God, it's hard for me to calculate it because I wasn't actually looking at the clocks, but it would be, it'd be a couple of minutes, you know, two and a yeah. half minutes maybe. Um, uh, but um, uh, we were we were taking it a little bit more leisurely in our own cars. It was a bit more like a more of a kind of a fun drive, and uh, you know, we, was, we stopped at some corners, take some photos and things like that. So. So, you know, we, we took a good sort of five minutes or, or something like that to go around. So, I mean, do you get a feel of uh, maybe what the actual, you know, uh, race drivers um, are going are gonna to come up against when Formula One does come to, to Abu Dhabi? Yes. And it's interesting because this new turn is going to be where all the action happens. So if, if anybody wants a little tip about where you should be sitting, yeah. um, you need to be sitting at the turn at the end of the straight. Because what they've done is, what, what it used to be is, is it was a straight and a very long straight that just had a kink in it. So it was a very fast part of track. Yeah. Then it would go into three right angle turns and then a, and then a uh, chicane. That has all become one big curve, a big 180, and it's a really big curve. So what you're going to see there is you're going to see a lot of jewels taking place, people trying to overtake, people trying to hang on to the inside corner. And I think that's where you might possibly see some people spinning off. Uh, you're going to see the takeovers happen on that corner. Mm. Um, and I actually think that's also where the, the cheaper seats are, if I'm not mistaken. So my advice would be, get to the the stand at the end of the straight that's where the where the action will be do you think it's a more demanding track now they've made these uh, modifications to it 
I think it will mean that positions can change around because what sometimes happens in F1 is people get a good position on the grid and then they hang on to that. And I think what we'll see this time is a bit more movement around and that will make it more interesting, especially in the last race of the season where yeah. things are so close right now. Lewis Hamilton won yesterday and yeah. that's closed his, his points down and anyone can win this now. So, so it's really uh, going to be a decider. And look, if you're not into F1, but fancy seeing it, this is the year to see it. It might be the most uh, interesting year and certainly one of the best duels happening uh, probably in my lifetime uh, of 35 years. So, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a good year to, to go and watch it. And if we want to go up there and, and, and experience this track like you have done, um, is there a place that we need to go and, and book everything and, you know, uh, choose the car or take our own car? Yes. Yeah, so all year round, uh, it, it's open for track days, for driving experiences and, and, and so forth. So uh, you need to get in touch with Drive Yass and they have a good website where you have uh, options there to... Uh, either choose a day where you w- want to take your own car and do a track day, or they have all the other experiences of the amazing cars that they have there already. And uh, recently, they've also introduced drag racing. So they have a drag okay. track. Uh, so people take their souped-up engines uh, there. And they also do drifting, uh, which is what we spoke about yeah. last week. Uh, and uh, so you can. So there's more there now than just the, the track experience. So... If you're if you're a petrol head, it's definitely uh, worth uh, uh, going and, and and getting involved. Got to get you in a drag racing car, guy. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> that would be Paris right up your alley. Yes, it will. It, uh, it's going to be on the cards, I'm sure. <laughs> Paris, great to have you on the show. Uh, if people want to see your footage and and check out uh, your programs that uh, that you do, where do they need to head to? Well, the easiest way is just to follow us on Instagram at Guy in Dubai. That's where I put up my my daily adventures but if you are interested to watch our tv show then you can catch us on amazon prime or osn and we're also on all the airlines so you can check us uh, on the in-flight entertainment fantastic paris have a fantastic uh, week and uh, there he is uh, up at the yas marina circuit you're listening to lunch with lloyd Dubai I 103.8. Yeah, thanks for your messages coming along. We love our Mondays. Why? Yeah, because Monica joins us. I believe, Monica, we're, we're going to be changing that little intro to Uptown Girl. Is that is that right? Um, if you think that's appropriate, Mark, then that would be fantastic. Yeah, very fitting. But only very with a it. voice like that, Monica, you are an upsound. There girl. was another song I was thinking for Monica, and that was "Here Comes the Queen" because <laughs> her voice is so royal. It's very, it's it's a beautiful voice, Monica, and uh, we love having it on the show each and every week. So we'll see what we can do. We'll speak to the powers that be on that one. Um, so um, Markdown Monday with Monica, money saving deals. Let's get straight into it. Let's get straight in, Mark. Well, there is no better way to start your day than with a good breakfast. So I think this weekend you should ditch the very expensive sort of big, uh, often boozy brunches and go for a nice late breakfast that can be your lunch as well. 
So we are in an area of town that I went to quite a while ago. I don't know if, if you've ever been there, Mark. We're in D3, which actually okay. um, is synonymous with Dubai's design district. Do you, do you know much about it? Yeah, I've been to D3. I've uh, broadcast from D3 as well quite huh? a few times. So, yeah, I know the area. Okay, great. So they have, I've been there once quite a while ago, I think not long after it opened. And I, I like the vibe. I like the independent cafes. Yeah. I like the independent fashion brands that were popping up. They seem to be sort of, um, you know, modern contemporary clothes, not too crazily priced either. So I think as the weather's nice, it's, it's um, about time that I got back down there. Now, I was alerted to this deal by a friend of mine who's a bit of a foodie and she knows her food and also doesn't like wasting money. So let me tell you where we are, Mark. We're in D3, yep. Dubai Design District. Right. We're at an Italian cafe. It's called Vicolo, Vicolo Dubai. It's um, Italian street food, apparently quite authentic Italian street food. And if you want to know where in D3, it's actually in building four. So remember three and then four. The D3 and then building four. Vicolo, Dubai, Italian um, authentic street food. So here is the breakfast deal. So basically you get um, a choice of five different items, which I think choosing mm-hmm. five different things from a choice of 15 or 16 is, is a great start anyway. And these choices include hot and cold dishes. So you can have things, I don't know how Italian eggs royale or eggs benedict are, but I think it's kind of quite universally accepted for breakfast that you're going to have some sort of um, good egg eggy dish, Mark. Okay, but yeah. You can also have, um, for the vegetarians and the vegans indeed, some avocado toast, um, sort of things like that. It looks like they've got nice fruit and yogurt and all, all that sort of thing and lots of things in between, sort of nice sweet things as well. Because I, I don't know about you, but I think traditionally the, the, the little Italian breakfast is you stand up at a counter and have a really nice cup of coffee or little cup of coffee and some sweet pastry i think that that's actually quite authentic italian breakfast so i think they've got that as well so i think that's why it comes up to five items but what it also does and this is why it's a bit of a deal i think it includes a hot drink like a coffee or a tea and a fresh juice and the juice is is fresh and really good and you know Mm -hmm. freshly squeezed orange juice stuff like that so how much are we talking for five items from a an elaborate and hearty breakfast menu authentic Italian kind of, you know, contemporary uppish part of town um, for a weekend breakfast stroke brunch. And she even said to me, the lady, she said, actually, near a lunchtime, we even add on things like meatballs as well. So people, you know, want to make it more of a lunch than okay. anything. They can. So what do you, what do you reckon? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have a stab at 96 dirhams. Exactly, precisely 96. That's very, yeah. very precise. <laughs> Mark. Um, well, you'd be very wrong, actually, because the price, and this is why it's called Markdown Monday and Money Saving Deals, is just 59 dirhams. Oh, that's so good. I, it's very good, because if you think about it, so 20, 25 dirhams for a coffee, and, you know, another 30 is getting you all your food and a, and a cold drink besides. So hopefully, I mean, I think people should know me by now, but I mean, I literally don't have a huge appetite at all. I would go with a friend or two, order one of these and then order extra hot drinks and, you know, see see what you need, basically, in addition and not even order another one of the breakfast because I just think, well, if you don't need to. And that is a fantastic way to spend more money in the boutiques. Have I told you when this is on, Mark? Uh, no, you haven't, no. Right, okay, so I think I did say weekend. So for that, yeah. you need to buy 
for us at the moment is Fridays and Saturdays. And that's from a very, very nice 10 a.m. because you don't want to get anywhere too early on a Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So you could do most of what you ever, whatever you do on a Friday and then just make that, you know, one of your nice, nice meals and take people out, enjoy, go with some friends or family or even make that your, your big meal if you want, depending on what else you're doing. So that is Vicolo Dubai in D3. Thank you very much again, Eileen, for that tip. Lovely. Okay, that's a nice one for starters. Um, second one, I believe a little bit of Expo um, Intel. Yes, absolutely. Well, I know, I think you said, was it Wednesday, Mark, that you, you broadcast? Yeah, every Expo. Wednesday. Is yeah. Right? Where do you eat your lunch? Do you take your own or do you explore? What, what do you do for your food? Uh, sometimes I'll explore. I mean, there's lots of lovely food trucks over there. I can recommend the Australia Pavilion for, for good barbecue um, or sometimes just sandwiches. It, it, it depends on the mood. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of what mood are you in for? What sort of food are you in the mood for? Absolutely. Well, I basically did go to Expo once and I'm definitely going to go again. And what happened to us, which might actually happen to other people, is you see a food area you think oh that looks nice but you're not hungry and then you walk on and you think oh there's probably something better than that and you think oh i can't be bothered walking all the way back and other things that have happened um for expo i think a lot of people are are promoting different food related pavilions and things and you think "Ah, when you get there this is not really what it's kind of built to be so my little um tip is to go to a facebook site which i can't remember who told me about it but thank you very much whoever it was And it's called Expo Eats. So they've got some very, very um, kind of good ideas, uh, more because of genuine experiences of people who've been to Expo, to to, to Pavilions. And they've said, this is what we recommend. This is what was good. This is what wasn't. And you can even put questions on there, I think, if you're looking for a particular type of food. Um, So, for example, uh, as I said, there's really good Thai food at the Thailand Pavilion. But we also heard there's very, very good Italian pizza, but it's not in the Italian pavilion. So I think that's, that's a very, very good thing. And then before we leave Expo Eats, the, um, my neighbor, actually, who's Slovakian, said, Monica, I mean, not just because she's Slovakian. She obviously visited there because she's patriotic. She said it's a fantastic pavilion to go and see because it's very immersive, great for kids, very futuristic, not just screens that you look at. And also, Mark, I don't know if you knew, but there's a West End show called Riverdance with Michael Flatley. It's like oh, an yeah. Irish. Yeah. You know that one? They're very toe-tapping choreographer. Certainly, yeah. Oh, we, had, a- we had them on the show John. last week. We had them on the show. Very energetic show and uh, well worth a watch if you are popping over to yeah. Expo. Yeah, and it's free. So 10-minute sort of live toe-tapping show, I think 11 to 11.15. So if you are planning your, your Expo um, visit or visits, because I think you need more than one if you, if you live here, definitely – then incorporate um, a stop at the Facebook site at Expo Eats. You can ask me any questions and I'll try and find out for you as well because there's all sorts of interesting things like where do you get Jane food? I've got a tip for next time on where to get the best sushi. Note, not the Japanese pavilion. Um, All sorts of things. And also look at the event section where you can kind of incorporate the events you want to stop off and see more or less for free. So, yeah. Amazing stuff. Um, so there we go. Um, check out that uh, expo site, Expo Eat. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into the show. Monday afternoon.
Markdown Monday, searching out the bargains. We've already been to uh, D3, the design district, and uh, over to uh, Expo. Monica is with us once again from Doing Dubai. What's next on our menu, Monica? We have got some perfect paella, Mark. Uh, obviously, we all know that paella originates from Spain. And I get these sort of deals and, and PR information, um, you know, the newsletters into my, my email. And I'm thinking, they, they always talk this up. And I'm kind of being a bit cynical as I am. I spoke to the lady, she's a very nice lady, and I said, and what makes you think this is sort of such good paella? You know, can you tell me why? And she had an answer for me, Mark. She said, you know, I'm from Morocco. <laughs> yeah. And I actually know what good paella tastes like. And I've been around to a few places in Dubai. And I can tell you all the ingredients that they've got and how they make it, etc., makes for a really good paella. So I did actually believe her, you know. I thought, oh, right, okay. Good to ask <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she did. And I, I did believe her because she sounded kind of genuine, not just, oh, well, I'm yeah. being paid to do this because yeah. I'm, I'm a person who works for the PR for the company. So we have got a perfect paella and drinks by the sea deal for less. Where are we, first of all, Mark? We are at a restaurant, I don't know if you know it, um, called Aprons and Hammers. Yes, Any I ideas? do. Yeah, I do. I've been to the one at La Mer. Um, aprons and, and hammers and, and I must say the first time I went to Spain everybody used to call it paella which, and from, I think from my part of the world we pronounce it paella but I know what you mean paella yes. yeah paella. I think the L, and, and again the, the lady I was talking to Nahid said that she was talking about it genuinely she was pronouncing it properly so I thought well she must know something yeah you know, actually, that's quite a good idea for your show, isn't it, Mark? Like, what's the most mispronounced word that we think <laughs> that, we're pronouncing correctly? That would be one of the give me one some, up there. Give me some notice on that before you ask me on air, Mark. Well, I, w- I will do. Out. So I know there's that's one at La Mer. Uh, th- so there is one at La Mer, and there yeah. are two other branches. Any ideas, Mark? Oh, um, I would think perhaps somewhere, there's probably one on the palm. There is. There's one on the sort of quite newish bit of the palm, which is lovely, actually. My daughter, Annika, um, has gone there and she really liked it. Uh, there's one on the Palm West Beach. Yeah. There's one at La Mer, as you rightly say. And there's also one at JBR. Maybe the one at JBR may have been one of the earlier ones. I don't know. But the deal that we're talking about is on at the La Mer branch and the JBR branch. So you either go sort of down Jamera one side, La Mer side of town, or past the Marina JBR side of town. Okay. So you've got two kind of choices for your location. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of quite good, depending on where you live or where you work or, or where you want to go out. So this is what you get. You get, as I have it on authority, a very good portion and authentically produced sharing pan or skillet of paella, not paella, plus a whole bottle of house grape. Um, So that's more than enough for two people to share. And then the types of paella you can get. So you can get um, the sort of traditional one, which I believe has both chicken and seafood in it, or you can ask for just chicken, or you can ask for just seafood. But vegetarians, I do apologize at this point, although I did ask, there is no just vegetarian paella for you. But there seem to be lots of other things on the menu that, that do look very nice. So maybe you could go with non-vegetarians and then order, order something a la carte and, and share with whatever else you're having. So two people um, at least could share this large portion of paella yeah. plus their bottle of grape for 289 dirhams. So that makes it around 145 dirhams a person. And you get your beautiful sunsets, your views, your al fresco dining, of course, at both of those locations thrown in for free. It's on every Wednesday from seven o'clock in the evening. So as the weather's so nice, easy peasy and actually quite desirable to sit outside. But make a note that there is also a happy hour on before then from four to seven. 
So you can get two for one on beverages. So you could quite easily meet up a bit earlier, watch the sunset. And I think the one at JBR, you can see the Dubai Eye, the wheel. And then you can get in the mood for your perfect paella and have a lovely evening on a Wednesday. So it's Monday today. So they said you didn't necessarily need to book, but I think it's always a good idea because Dubai is getting very, very busy at the moment. And that's um, at Eight Prince and Hammers at both JBR and La Mer. Lovely. Nothing like a bit of paella um, on a Wednesday. Now we've got one more to take a look at. And um, I believe we're heading for a business lunch. We are heading for a business lunch. It's funny, the show sort of tends to have particular flavours, doesn't it? So for some weeks, it's quite Indian, Asian food. Some weeks, it's yeah. Italian food. And today, I think the flavour is definitely for Italian food because we started with that Italian breakfast. And now we are still having Italian, hopefully not on the same day. Oh, well, you couldn't actually because that was weekend. And this is during the weekday because, as we know, most business lunches in Dubai tend to, mm. tend to happen on the weekdays. For us, that is from a Sunday to Thursday during the week, usually around 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. So nice long lunch if, you, if you'd like to do it. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing this word correctly, but maybe our Italian listeners will correct me. The restaurant is called Filia. I don't know if it's Filia or Filia. Um, it's at the SLS Hotel. Now, have you been to the SLS Hotel, Mark, in Dubai? No, it's, one a, in Los Angeles? it's a new one on me for sure. Where is it? Um, right, that's a very good question. I want to say roughly in the direction of Business Bay, but as we yeah. know, Business Bay covers quite a large area. You have probably driven past it without knowing exactly where it is. And if you sort of looked up to your left, you'll have probably seen it. So that kind of side of town, SLS Hotel. I'll give you another question, Mark. Any I- And of course, Fibia is their Italian restaurant. Any idea what SLS stands for? No, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't have a clue. Um, Southern Line I don't know no you've got me no not Southern Line anything I I have to confess I I looked it up myself and it stands for very Dubai Service Luxury Style oh love it love it Service Luxury Style is what it stands for neither you nor I have been to the Dubai um, hotel at the moment so we will have to reserve judgment on that but judging by the sound of this business lunch I think they're ticking some of the boxes well, maybe all the boxes in, in the S, L, and S. So we are at the Filia restaurant. And I'm going to tell you a little story before I go into the, the actual okay. meal that we're talking about. Yeah. Filia means daughter in Italian. And this restaurant is an all-female chef-led restaurant. So oh, wow. If we, exactly, which is really nice. And if we did need a song, Mark, it would obviously be sisters are doing it for of, themselves. Of course, of we, course. We don't, need, we don't need it right now because we're going to talk about the deal. So, so all that's a nice little story, and it, it looks very authentic. And, you know, Mark, I'm not a pizza kind of person, but if I did want a pizza, and occasionally only a pizza will do, I think I would head here and try their pizzas. So, Filia restaurant business lunch we're on the 70th floor of the sls standing for service luxury style hotel business bay this is what you get you get three courses um i think for my starters i'll take the rocket salad with ricotta cheese i might ask them to hold on the candied walnuts and always ask for dressing on the side followed by the margarita pizza which looks amazing but it's got proper buffalo mozzarella cheese um tomato sauce and basil and i like that because it hasn't got anything else on it and sometimes Less is more, so I think that's actually quite quite telling. That's very good. Or you could choose a very nice pasta dish. Um, you know, you could choose a sea bath. You could choose all sorts of different things for your starters. But they were just things I picked out. And I would ask them if I could kindly swap my gelati or my tiramisu, which would be 
the third course for a coffee or a tea, probably a coffee after a pizza. So, um, right. yeah, I think that's that. And how much are we talking, Mark, at the service luxury style SLS Hotel, Celia, all-female-led restaurant, Business Bay, Marathi Drive, side of town? I'll dip my toe in the water and say 120 120. Well, it wouldn't be a bad sort of benchmark for these sorts of business lunches, would it, Mark? We are coming in lower than that at just 99 theorems. So if you haven't tried the SLS Hotel and, you know, you're not sure, I know there is one restaurant called Carne, but I'm not a massive meat person. But I think think this is lovely. And I said to her, oh, it looks like it's on the 70th floor. Um, And I can't tell from the pictures. It's got fantastic views, Burj Khalifa and, and the skyline of Dubai. Is, is there an outside or is that just the glass? And she said, no, there's a terrace and it's um, very nice weather now. So what a picture opportunity for anybody's Instagram or taking visitors or, or anything else to 70th floor outside. Wow. Just don't look down after your pizza, <laughs> Mark. That's all I, all I suggest. Uh, yeah, ice, ice to the ceiling, I think, uh, on that one. But it sounds like a brilliant deal, as always, uh, Monica. If we want to find out more um, about these uh, deals, whether it's, um, whether it's the pizza or whether it's the paella, Paella, <laughs> or uh, maybe the Italian breakfast. Where do we need to head to? Yes, absolutely. Well, I have shared details, brief details of all the deals we've just spoken about on my Instagram, which is at Do in Dubai, no spaces, black and white logo. You'll see pictures. Or people can head to the Do in Dubai dot com um, blog, and they can click money saving deals. But every Monday, I shall try and put the deals on there, and they'll know it's the deal thing on the Instagram because there's a picture of me with a cover. And it says money-saving deal. So they should click on that. And, of course, listen in every week um, to stuff that's very, very good. Instagram is the quickest and most immediate way to follow what the newest news is. Brilliant, Monica. We'll uh, catch our uptown girl again next week on the show with uh, more fantastic deals.